Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me each week as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together, we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gather Truths. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is podcast number nine. And before we get going, I wanted to mention a couple of things. One, if you are looking to begin a meditation practice, if you are looking to meditate more, if you are looking to connect with others that are meditating, you can join my group on Facebook. It's called Gather 5-Minute Meditations. And we meet Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6.30 a.m. and Saturdays, 7 a.m. And all of the uh, meditations are done Facebook Live in this private group. And if you can join us live, you can do that. But otherwise, there are lots of recorded meditations and they normally have a topic and so you can kind of scroll through and see what resonates with you at the time and begin your practice and if you scroll through some of the posts you can see kind of the vein of and the vibe and how it feels in that group it's really um i think it's quite grounding And I also talk about some of the myths of meditation and the goals and, and if you ever have any questions, you can ask them there too. So there's that. And then if you would, would you leave a review and or subscribe to this podcast? I would really appreciate it. The algorithm likes it when you type words. So if you leave a review with words, Um, The algorithm likes that. And then our podcast is more easily found. And I think that would be awesome. So most of the time when I am coming to do a podcast, I have this burning thing that I want to talk about. And... Today, I feel like I've got lots of burning things, so I'm going to do my best to stay streamlined in my lane and focused. That is my intention. (laughs) So yesterday, I was having lunch with a friend, and um, we were having this discussion about this thing that was happening and it involved other people and what came of it was she used such a beautiful phrase so instead of condemning the person that was having the bad behavior um, what she said was 
I just really need to figure out how I can come alongside her. And that is just so beautiful. And for me, that phrase coming alongside really reminds me of holding space. And holding space is a term that I came to be familiar with um, when I began my yoga journey. And especially when I was in yoga teacher training and sometimes there would be a breakdown, a breakthrough, and people would cry, people would have intense emotions, and we just sat and held space with that person. We didn't offer advice, we didn't tell them how it should be, or that the thing that they were feeling or going through was messed up. We just sat there and breathed. And another thing that I have learned over time through another mentor of mine is that the more still I am when others are uncomfortable, having an emotion, the more I allow them to work through that. So I remember one time I was um, at a meeting and somebody started to cry. I mean, really big cries. And my mama bear instinct is to get up and get them a tissue. And I was gently told not to do that by some hand gestures and some looks. (laughs) And after the meeting, I went up to my mentor and I was asking him, you know, why, why was that? Why did you discourage me from handing that person a tissue? And he said, because in his experience, and he has had a lot of experience, that when you interrupt that um, flow of emotion, it stops, it stops moving through. And that's exactly what we want to have happen is that it moves through us. It's not that we're trying not to have the emotion to not grieve, to not be upset, to not be sad, to not be frustrated or irritated. It's not any of that. It's allowing it to move through our bodies. And that's one of the reasons I love yoga is because it allows me to breathe and move and accept and acknowledge and notice what's happening in my body and then let it go the best I can. So this concept of holding space, standing with, sitting next to, um, is, is so incredibly important. And I'm sure that this is something that comes up for you on a a daily basis because if you have interaction with people at all and you are close to people in any way or sometimes not sometimes things are divulged and emotions are shown had and really all that person wants is to be seen so when my friend said I just want to figure out a way to come alongside. You know, I think that just even that intention, that willingness to want to do that for somebody 
that in and of itself is so powerful. And I think that when we're open and willing to that concept, the answer of how sometimes just appears. Sometimes that's just a text. Sometimes that's a glance or a smile or a gentle touch on the hand or maybe a hug if the person is is up for that. Or sometimes phrases if you are with that person of I hear you. Please know that I'm listening. That's a lot right now. So I think even for ourselves, one of the most powerful things when we are, one of the most powerful tools, when we are going through it, is to one, be aware that we're going through it. And two, then asking for what we want. And this is a practice. So some of us have arrested development that we were not given tools to regulate our emotions, even acknowledge our emotions, even know what they are. There are sometimes um, you might feel like like something comes out or you're angry all of a sudden, but you don't know why, or you're not even sure that, that what you're feeling is anger. You know, um, if you've ever spent any time with me at all, we talk about how anger is a secondary emotion. It's, it's not a primary emotion. And normally it has to do with something around fear and grief, sadness, So the tool that is good to practice, cultivate, is asking for what you want. So I, I talk about my coach, Jenny, a lot because she has given me so many amazing tools that have not only benefited me in business, but also um, with my home life and raising Lucas and, and being married But one of the things that she talks about in asking for what you want is here's a little background and here's what I'm struggling with and here's what I need from you. I also love Brene Brown's phrase, here's the story I'm telling myself. And I think both of those tools are so incredibly helpful because when you utter those words, I think that we can find the answers ourselves. I truly believe that more often than not, we already have the answers inside of us. And then for various reasons, we look externally for those. But also it gives our friends, our confidants, our therapists, our coaches a framework for how to help. And this is not easy all the time. It's not even easy some of the time if you've never practiced it before. 
Some of us have been conditioned to not ask for what we want. Some of us have asked and been shut down so many times we just don't ask anymore. But hopefully you have one person that you can ask for what you want. But even if you don't, let's just say that you don't. You're in a place where you just don't have that confidant. You don't have a therapist. You don't have a coach. You don't have somebody that you trust around you. You can ask yourself these questions. Here's the backstory. Here's a little bit of information. Here's what I'm going through at the moment. And here's what I need clarification on. And then also the powerful inquiry of, this is the story I'm telling myself right now. So my friend who was talking about how to come alongside this person, again, I found that to be so profound. I can really, I I have such a good visual of what that looks like. I mean, just walking next to, and it reminds me of faith of all kinds and whatever that is for you. So some of us have had some religious trauma. Some of us have left the church that we grew up in. Some of us weren't brought up in a church. Some of us don't believe in traditional religious ways, and all of that is okay. But I would encourage you to think about, do you believe in something bigger than yourself? And so when I talk about faith, that's what I'm talking about. For a long time, the ocean was something bigger than myself. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't really understand God and religion. And the experiences that I did have were unpleasant and awkward and both those things, I guess, (laughs) upsetting. And... So over time, what I decided was, well, the thing that I've been doing, which is believing that I am my own higher power, wasn't working very well. That me driving the bus in the bigger sense was not working. So for a long time, I believed that other people believed. I believed that there was something bigger than myself and that that thing happened to be the ocean because even today that is true for me. The ocean makes me very humble, makes me remember how small I am, but it also reminds me that I am part of that ocean, that I am part of that greater good. So whatever your faith is, whatever you believe in, I think there has to be a little bit of turning it over to that. 
So perhaps faith that you know the answer already inside of you of how to be of service. And also to give the other person the power of they know how to be of service to themselves. So sometimes when we want to jump in and fix, we take away the other person's power. Because just as we want to feel like we have the answers inside of us, we also need to assume that the other person has the tools and the information and the way to heal inside of them. Sometimes the path needs to be cleared off so that they can continue walking down. Sometimes the path has to be cleared off so that it can direct them toward a therapist or a book or an epiphany, an awareness. But faith and fear require the same thing of us that we believe in something that we cannot see and that has not happened. And so having that positive outlook is not as far of a stretch that you might think that it is. So even, even though things might be blowing up around you, and it looks and it feels really awful right now, that the worst case scenario and the best case scenario, they are equal. And like my friend Cassidy says, BPO, Jen, BPO, best possible outcome. So remembering that we're in charge of the footwork, the legwork, we do the things, we give our best effort. And then after that, best possible outcome. So if there is somebody in your life right now that, man, they're going through it, and you want to help so badly, and maybe even they have asked for your help, maybe the best help that you can give them is just to walk with them, stand alongside them, hold space. Because how things change is when the person that is going through it, they find the solution themselves. So finding the solution internally and on their own will be way more powerful than you finding it for them. And that's hard. I get it. I get to practice this every day with my son because I don't want him to hurt and be in pain and emotionally or otherwise and struggle. But I also know that if he doesn't, then when I'm not around, he's not going to have the tools to survive. that I can hold space and walk next to him, clear the path here and there, but it's his walk. So hopefully that helps this morning or whenever you're listening to this. 
And the same goes for you. Sometimes when you are in the middle of it, when you're going through it, when your life has turned upside down or the thing that you thought was going to happen didn't, taking a deep breath and standing still for a moment, holding space for yourself, you know, not getting on the interwebs and the Google and researching to the nth degree about the thing, but just standing still, what do you already know? What's a little backstory? What's the dilemma? What's the story that you're telling yourself right now? And then just be. It's almost like you have yourself standing left or right of you, walking down the path with you. And you can walk down the path without doing anything. You can just step forward, take one step, take another step. And that is the only requirement. You can also just stop and stand still, take a deep breath. Sometimes that's our best tool is just stopping, pausing, so that we have time to acclimate. So let's finish up with a brief meditation. And perhaps you want to think of yourself this morning. Maybe this meditation is for you, or perhaps it is for somebody that is struggling right now. And your focus can be them. So as always, depending upon where you are, you can close your eyes or not. It's not necessary that you do. And if it's possible, maybe placing your right hand on your chest And just taking some deep breaths, noticing your hand and chest rise and fall as you inhale and exhale. And just release the tension downward. So whether you're sitting or standing, just let gravity push all that tension toward the ground. And maybe you want to put a little smile on your face. And I want you to picture a beautiful path. And because I live here in the desert, my path is covered above by huge oak trees. And it's cool on my path. Maybe you know the temp- notice the temperature on your path. The leaves are different colors. It's fall, almost fall. And so the leaves are orange and yellow and tinges of green. And there are a few leaves on the path and the path is wet. But overall, it's wide open.
And you can continue walking down the path, breathing, noticing the wide open space, noticing the smells, noticing the beauty of the path, the crispness in the air. And as you look ahead, there is no end in sight. There's just this long, beautiful path. And the thing that you're going through this morning or this afternoon or this evening or the, the person that you're thinking of, the thing that they are going through. If you're thinking of yourself, maybe you put your best friend on the path with you. And if you're thinking of your friend, you can put yourself next to your friend as you're walking. And notice how your heart space feels just knowing that there is somebody standing next to you, walking with you. Maybe your faith says that it is God, the divine, the universe that is walking next to you. And you don't have to say anything. And nothing needs to be said. But the feeling of love and acknowledgement and safety and trust fills your chest, fills your body. And even though you or your friend is uncomfortable right now, you can trust that it will all work out. best possible option. As you are walking down the path and it's feeling so cool and so refreshing and you're able to take really big breaths, big inhales and full exhales and reminding yourselves that all is okay in this moment And that if you are still enough, the next step that you're supposed to take will be revealed. And then the next step after that. And the next step after that. The path is long. You have plenty of time. So as we close our meditation today, remember that if you need to hold space for somebody, walk alongside somebody, 
or if you are the one that needs that. Remember to breathe. Remember that the path is always open to take a walk on. Remember to ask for what you need, but also know that the answer is more than likely already inside of you. Remember that faith and fear require the same amount from you, require the same thing, that you believe in something that you cannot see. So maybe today we choose faith. Maybe today the image in our head is that somebody is always walking next to us down the path. Whether it's a version of ourselves, a best friend, a parent. So taking a deep breath in and full breath out and again maybe making a bit of a smile letting your lips turn up a little bit and until next time may you be at ease may you be at peace and may you be free (laughs) 